0: Go to NorCalGunvault.com. NorCalGunvault.com.
1: Angel so <laughs> Can I
2: press that bad button?
1: Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American.
3: Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're
0: supposed to be asleep. Wake up.
1: Place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, Who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response.
3: We know you
2: spent plenty of time preparing for this hurricane. Who could have known that it would come with so much devastating rain? But we will strive
1: and you'll survive with all my love and help and praise. I give you America itself.
3: This is Ed McMahon. And now,
0: is Armstrong and Getty. As we head into this holiday weekend, keep this in mind. If you have a heart attack while having sex, you're four times more likely to die than having a heart attack during other activities. Wow. So keep that in mind. That's a sobering thought, and you know how I hate to be sober. During your holiday rompings. Wow. Well, I will delve deep into that. Yeah. Live <laughs> from Studio C. See si, senor. A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. We've got a grill over there in the corner. Mm. We're grilling up bratwursts and hot dogs and hamburgers. Went out again. Should have put more lighter fluid on there. I use gasoline. Huh. And today... <laughs> today we're under the tutelage of my our general manager. Dual general managers. First of all, as we go into this Labor Day weekend, everything that makes Labor Day special and sacred to us... and. All the meanings of Labor Day and the traditions, we remember labor, and, and labor to be observant of Labor Day. <laughs> and our other general manager, special guest, Jack's dad, right. 8 o'clock. Where did I learn to put gasoline on the briquettes to get the fire started? From my dad! We'll be on in the 8 o'clock hour. I can't wait till it's Christmas time and I can retell my getting rid of the tree with the gasoline story. <laughs> because he is turning 80 this weekend, my dad, so we're going to talk about his life. A little, which I think uh, will be surprising to many of you who've grown up in urban areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do we do now? You know what we do? We study the world!
1: Study it again. (laughs) Study the world? Oh yeah, yeah. study, study, study the world. (laughs) Stutter the world. (laughs) (laughs) Study the world.
0: Although I have learned from my uh, kids' teachers that uh, I think 20 minutes is the uh, the limit for second graders for homework, according to the state. Hmm. That's all they allow. Per subject or total? Total! Excellent. Yeah. Good. Let those kids run around and play. You learn 10 times more doing that. Absolutely. So we're only going to study the world for 20 minutes. Hmm. Um, Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning,
1: Mike. I'm doing good. Uh, One of my greatest childhood memories is uh, when my granny, uh, who doesn't usually use lighter fluid, decided to soak the uh, charcoals, and I didn't see her doing it, and all of a sudden she lit the match. The flame went higher than the house.
2: It sure
1: I mean, it went way the heck up there. and almost burned the house down. It's
0: fine. It's better than standing there, and you can't get the damn things lit.
3: But, yeah, it was lit, all say. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to make sure it's good and lit. Oh, yeah. Six-foot flames, that's fine. They'll burn down a little bit. It's very satisfying, too, when that thing goes Poof. It's nice. <laughs> Uh, And who needs eyebrows anyway? That's what I say.
3: What are they for? Nothing.
0: There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Doing very well. Today is the 1st of September, and I feel obligated to let everybody know that this marks the beginning of Childhood Obesity Awareness Month. So make sure if you're walking around, you see a fat kid, let him, I see you. I am aware of you. I'm, I'm not sure that's what they mean. I got nothing else, but go on. I just, I'm aware. Now, as you were, my contact, I see you. You see me seeing you. <laughs> wow. We are aware of each other.
0: Wow. Again, I maybe read a website or something. I'm Childhood not sure that's what they want. Obesity awareness. Month. Carry
3: on Husky child.
0: You know where you <laughs> go? You know where you go? And it's, it's sad. Actually. I hate to take something fun and turn it aside. Oh no.
3: Starbucks.
0: Oh. starbucks oh okay god dang it number of people buying their their r- really heavy kids a giant milkshake yeah I just uh, yeah you know it's, it's, i'm a i believe in free free country i don't want any laws or anything sure as heck not that uh there's vincent maybe you'll have your own uh, neighbor leaning on your doorbell this long weekend how are you vincent
2: new phone who it is i got a new phone oh I yes what is it, it? You hear about the $800 Samsung, new Samsung. The iPhone's going to be $1,000. This costs $130. Woo! It's a Motorola Moto E4. It's mid-tier Android. Motorola? Is this
3: 1992? It's <laughs> yes, phone. He
2: plays snake on it. They're now owned by Lenovo. But uh, it's a mid-tier Android phone. It's not the latest and greatest. It doesn't have 90 million megapixel cameras. But I don't care. You're not going to use 99% of the crap on a Samsung phone anyway. You, you know, never ever
0: pay retail. You know you might you might be uh the uh forefront of a, a thing where phones have advanced beyond what a lot of people need and we all start to pull back a little. Right. right? Where we think I don't need this capacity. So I think I'm going to get the cheaper one.
2: Right. I it's a, it was $130, it's unlocked. I just slide my SIM card, I'm free of the iPhone, Samsung Financial ruin treadmill, uh, and I—I I mean, I—I I, I wrote up uh, how to do it on the on the website if you can find it. I'll put out the link, um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 freeing to just. I need a new phone. I bought a new phone on my own. I didn't have to go into the carrier. And right,
0: cetera, so right. That. And then something you can afford. You know, a phone, as we were discussing the other day, is not a phone. It's In fact, it's almost ridiculous to call it a phone. It is. It's the, a computer. It's a pocket computer. What I, do on, yeah. what I do on it the least is talk on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, the spreadsheet uh, app, I haven't used that ever, but <laughs> next to that, it's talking. But so uh, if we all agree, it's a computer. Yeah. I've bought many computers, laptops and then desktops back in the day. I've never bought the best one. I've Mm-mm. never needed it yeah. for, like, crazy advanced gaming and astrophysics and, like, hurricane modeling and the rest. I don't need that good. I would always get good. but not... So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Still... the whole craze of I've got to
2: have the best phone in the world. It's got to stop somewhere, and it'll be motivated by price. I still have my laptop from four years ago. It's perfectly fine.
0: Yep. Although I just got the, the iPhone 7 recently, which I, uh, st- I'm still carrying around the old one because I haven't been able to transfer my data over. But um, the, it's better. It's actually better. It feels different. It feels more sturdy.
2: All The, the buttons and stuff are sturdier. So hmm. I don't know. But is it worth $700 better?
0: I pay that much mostly for the memory because uh, I get the biggest memory because I carry around uh, like, a th- I don't know how many thousand pictures. 8,000 pictures I think I have on my phone. Wow. Of my kids, from both of them, from birth all the way through now, wow. and get, I like it.
2: Get an Android; you could get, uh, you could buy a nine million gigabyte memory card, huh?
0: There you Android,
2: go, Android, huh? There is uh, Marshall <laughs> Phillips
0: who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm
2: doing very well. It is one of America's best
1: known doctors' birthdays today. Doctor Phil McGraw Joe. turning sixty-seven. That's quack, a load of crap. Quack. That yeah. is a load of crap. Quack, quack, quack.
0: What a charlatan! But, you know, he, he and Floyd Mayweather are proof that there is no God. Hmm. I should go to churches on Sundays ah. and say, I'd show a hold-up a picture yep. of Dr. Phil and Floyd Mayweather. Here's what I got to tell you. If there were a God, these two people wouldn't be among the richest people in America, because they're both frauds. That'd be very helpful. You ought to go point that out to them. Excuse yeah. me, folks. Can you explain these
1: two, please? Explain yeah. Dr. Phil if there's a God. Yeah, the good doctor's net worth right around $400 million. And Dr. Jeez. Dr. Phil's salary is is now up to $88 million a year. If if
0: there's one thing morons enjoy, it's watching me yell at fellow morons.
1: If you're watching it,
0: like, in the way that we've played clips, because he says ridiculous things and he has ridiculous people on and it's clearly an act, okay. But if you're watching it thinking it's a doctor helping people who are down and out, then you've got a serious problem. (laughs) So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: By the way, she's a rapper now. Oh, is she? Of course she is. And
0: being a rapper requires what? Saying you're a rapper? Come on. I am now a rapper. It's like now being I'm, a blogger. Look, look now I'm a rapper. Rhymes. I just became a rapper, Vince. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you know what Jack's doing now? He's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> She's a rapper. Good Lord. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Friday, September 1st, the rent is due.
3: The, the rent is too damn
0: high. In 2017, we Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, for goodness sakes, let's get down to labor. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark.
1: Antifa is any group that's willing to stand up against fascists by any means necessary. They're not afraid to play
2: rough. What happened? I was walking on the street and this guy like sucker punched me in the back of the head.
0: You see, now, here's the real problem. It doesn't matter what your noble goal may be. It doesn't matter what you say you're fighting for. When people see that, all they think is, oh, it's vegan ISIS. Because... (laughs) You don't realize when you think you're punching Nazis, you don't realize that you're also punching your cause, because your opponents—they'll just use every violent incident to discredit your entire movement. Wow,
3: wow. So I like
0: the vegan ISIS joke, but he doesn't get it either. He doesn't know what ISIS is either. They have no—you know uh, what their nofa is? You mean Antifa? You know yeah. what their noble cause is? Destroying the country. Yeah. Because they don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in the free exchange of ideas. They don't believe in the Constitution. They certainly don't believe in the First Amendment. You wow. stupid fool! They're hurting their noble goals. Their no, noble goals of destroying the country. Well, that's interesting. Uh, what
1: are our other headlines, Marshall? Well, cleaning up after a Harvey will likely cost us all. Science has determined the absolute limits on human longevity, and the world's clowns are pissed off at one of America's most famous authors. Stories Go. coming up: six thirty-five. Armstrong and Giddy.
0: Angry clowns. Uh, I, I really need to hear this—that uh, uh, little chick's alleged rapping. If anybody can find it, does she have a song out? Yeah, is and it a video? And is, everything. is it called "Catch Me Outside"? <laughs> How <laughs> about that? No,
2: it's a. Uh... What is it called? I have it It's right. it's called
3: Hose, but it's got a
2: very yes. creative spelling.
0: Yeah. H O S E. It's called American Culture Declines by Another Notch. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: that's a bad name for an album.
0: Yeah, well, the, how did,
3: these H E A U X.
2: That's how you spell Joe, right?
0: That's right. That's how I spell Joe. J-E-A-U-X. She
2: spells. She spells Hose How? H. E. A. U. X. Okay.
0: Very classic. Uh we have got uh, mailbag coming up and clips of the week. Clips of the week in moments, yeah. All next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Some point that Trump's old campaign manager for a cup of coffee, uh, Paul Manafort, is uh, it, it would appear to be in some sort of trouble. He he looked like a, a criminal the first time I ever saw. First time I ever light well, eyes. He line. looks like a movie criminal. He's straight out of Central Casting, as they say. But does that have anything to do with <laughs> Trump? I don't know. But we should we should talk about them. Yeah, I suppose. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. Ooh, but first, that was tricky. First, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. <laughs>
3: I think we're gonna have to think big picture about what's the strategy of how we're gonna
0: deal with these violent um, elements on the left as well.
1: I think we should classify them as a gang. You know, they come dressed in uniforms, they have weapons, they're almost a militia. If there's no future, then why are we here? Why did
2: you allow me to come? Not to help my enemies collaborate in my destruction. Yes, no.
1: Hi-ho, it's Kermit the Frog here. Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Heil Hitler. The president speaks for himself. Listen, guys, this is one election where the popular vote actually matters, so vote online.
0: Floyd Mayweather has McGregor on the ropes, literally and figuratively. How is the notorious one still standing? That's it.
2: Like people sorry, are really breaking down, and y'all
1: sitting here with cameras and microphones trying to ask us what the f- is wrong with us. I'm so and you sorry, really man. trying to understand it with the microphone still in my face, sorry. with me shivering cold, with my kids wet, and you still putting a microphone sorry, in man. my face.
2: Daniel, here. Look at them sharing water just out of the cap of that bottle.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that that was water.
2: Well, whatever they need to feel better, guys. Let's okay. just let that one. Let let them have a little.
1: We'll continue to monitor this and have what
2: uh, they need. Wow. Listen to that
1: twit. Unwilling
0: to say if they want to have a drink, let them have a drink. Well, you can't say have a drink on K32 News. What are you doing? What about the station's image? God, local TV news is hilarious. Look at them sharing water out of the cap of that bottle. What the hell is that? Oh, mailbag. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday was our 19th anniversary is the Armstrong and Getty Show. There were previous incarnations of the show. Some of them fine, some of them embarrassing. You mean before we didn't talk radio? Uh, yeah. When we were music radio. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, like <laughs> Out of the Sack with Joe and Jack? <laughs> yes, that was uh, horrible. I'm actually... Well, it was a horrible name. I'm actually ashamed of that. Yes. It was just so silly and jivey. Yeah, great people. Very oh, yeah. nice people we worked for. Yeah. Nice and helpful and oh, all kinds of Oh, my present. gosh. Yeah. And, they, you know, they, we needed a job. But Out of the Sack with Joe and Jack was just awful. Well, it was uh, for soccer moms. It was it was a bad hiring decision.
1: <laughs> anyway. I uh, remember you referred to
0: it as kicking the Sack by Joe and Jack. No. No, I don't believe we did. And I wish you hadn't. That was coarse, Michael. But I would like to remind you to, to stay in your lane. So uh, it was Sandy's birthday as well yesterday, Sandy from San Diego. Isn't that funny, Sandy, San Diego? What if your name was San Francis, San Francis, and you lived in San Francisco? Wouldn't that be crazy? It would be. And then she says uh, she talked about that a little bit. Thanks for the info you relay uh, and or make up on a daily basis. Love listening to you in the a.m. My husband, not so much. Mm. (laughs) Shout out to your husband, Sandy. Um, It's it's a shame he doesn't enjoy the show more, but that's the way it goes. On the topic of Mike Rowe, the interview, uh, everybody enjoyed it very much. Um, Dean says, sounds great, but I refuse to get hooked into Facebook. Hope it'll be available to folks that don't want a Facebook account. And then he has quotes around the following phrase, and I'm trying to remember if Mike said this, because he said something like this. Prolific media is marinating us in high-definition pessimism morning, noon, and night. That's pretty good. Yeah. Prolific media is marinating us in high-definition pessimism, morning, noon, and night. And then Dean's comment is, be careful who you invite into your head. It's, it, what's I that? think that's, that's good, Dean. That's really good. Why hasn't there been more national conversation about this? It is well known that if you, uh, you live in a house with people that mostly <laughs> have a bad attitude. If you work with people who have a lot of negative energy. Yeah, it, it, it has an effect on you. It's and indisputable. Who's going to report on that, Jack? The media. <laughs> if we get our, if we got our information or our, uh, you know, view of what's going on today from the media, and it's always a pessimistic view, isn't that just like living in a house with a with a husband and a wife who's got a bad attitude, or a coworker who's got a bad attitude? Well, and pessimistic doesn't begin to describe it. Dark, violent, bloody, sickening, horrific. Yeah, like if I went home every day and my wife <laughs> focused on well. So, how's the day going? Uh, our property taxes are still high. and just like to remind you of that. And, uh, right. You know, illness, death, and pain await us. We're all going to die soon. Or if you went this? home and she said, A child was stabbed in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'd think, What the F? I just got, what are you talking Why about? Why are you telling me that? Why What's would I you got tell me? That? That? Right. Right. What does that have to do with me? Uh, 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 Dean actually uh, signs off your pal, Dean. Thanks for being our pal, Dean. That's great. Moving along. It's very. You, that's very hardy, boys. Uh, huge congrats on a 19-year-old love affair. Love you guys. I judge my entertainment, movies, books, etc., by does it intensify my life experience? Mm. Shelley writes. Sticking from, your finger in a light socket would do that. From week one, you've made me laugh, cry, and think. Favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird. Favorite TV show? The Sopranos. Favorite radio show? Yeah, you guessed it. Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, Shelley. Very kind. Thank you. Yeah. Favorite movie: Forrest Gump. Yeah, mm. I enjoyed that movie. It's very a good much. movie. I don't yeah, know if it's my favorite. It I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I will have to think about that. I've often said it's uh, Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood uh, vehicle. Um, you know, if I was in gonna, terms of repeat viewings, that might just win by default. I don't know. If I was going to go with what I think about the most, or like apply to life, or I'd probably be Godfather too. Really? Yeah. Huh. I enjoyed it. It's, it's,
1: really? It's great. Wow.
0: I mean, it's a great movie. It's just some fine filmmaking. I could watch Is that it. the one where he goes into the toilet and grabs that uh, gun? Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't actually remember if that's one or two. Yeah. I don't know either. Too many Italians in those movies. <laughs> that was my problem. With... Uh, we miss you. Wow, Godfather 2, just okay. That's oh, no, a... no. I thought it was a great movie, it's hard but it to get doesn't, passed. like, loom in my consciousness. Mm. I mean, I just, I'd like to watch it again, but you I don't probably have... should, because you obviously missed something. Yeah, I probably did. Uh, Were you drunk? <laughs> Are you drunk now? Well, yes. Are you, or have you never been a member of the Communist Party? Tim in Santa Cruz writes, we miss you, Princess Di. Guys, thanks for your heartfelt retrospective on the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, someone who continues to capture our emotions, put them in a headlock, and pummel them against the unforgiving turnbuckle of life. (laughs) And he uh, throws in a little more information. Uh, That's Tim in Santa Cruz. We were talking late in the show yesterday, and I, I I think it's interesting. Why does all the media act like it's a universal emotion, a universal reaction to the 20th anniversary of Princess Diana dying, that we're all sad and and broken up and it meant a lot to us, when that's not true right. at all for the vast majority of us? How come there's nobody in the media that, that ever says... Boy, those people with the teddy bears and the flowers outside there, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't know anybody who would do that. How come just... the media never says that? I don't know anybody who would—I've never known anybody in my life who would show up there with flowers and a teddy bear. Right. <laughs> Nobody in the media ever says that. Yeah, right. I just—they're throwing a bone to the, the folks who would, I guess, figuring the rest of us will sit through it till they get on to some other uh, what, junk. What percentage of the population do you think thinks it's normal to, to put teddy bears and flowers there? At this point, um, I don't know. The American population? Would it be five? Uh, t- t- I was going to say like 12, 12%, I 12 to 15%. I hope it ain't that high. Faggoty Barry writes, it's a friend of Armstrong and Giddy over 10 years. Faggoty. Jack, I did a double take when you said you heard about Princess Diana while shooting pool in Wairika, California. Absolutely. I'm a bald 50-ish pale guy. From Sacramento, who was visiting family in Wairika, just happened to be listening to local radio when the Diana story hit. Based on this cosmic parallel, I must conclude that had I started a radio show the following year, I too would now be bitter but successful. Well, at least I managed to pull off the bitter part. Thank you, Barry. Wow, we could have crossed paths that very day. That you might have. You might have walked past each other in the parking lot or something. I don't remember why I was in Yreka, California. Wairika?
3: Nobody yeah. knows. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, was, I was drunk, but, but that describes many days from that period of my life. Wow, we must move swiftly. Maybe I'll uh, leave that out for now. Uh, your show in my daily life, Alex writes. I've noticed lately your show's been invading my everyday life. I always mentally play sound bites you guys play on the show whenever I see or hear things you guys would talk or joke about. For instance, I just found this picture in my textbook, and it's a little blurb about the uh, difficulties of uh, translation in uh, the global economy. And how sometimes things are mistranslated. In fact, I have an amusing list of those things coming up later. But uh, Purdue Chicken used the slogan, It takes a strong man to make a chicken tender. Which was interpreted in Spanish as, It takes an aroused man to make a chicken affectionate. I stumbled. It takes an aroused man to make a chicken affectionate. Keep (laughs) that chicken. Which is uh, an odd slogan. (laughs) Unless you're producing some really, really perverse pornography. And I i presume you're not. <laughs> um, I always like the uh, odd translations of advertising slogans around the world. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I grabbed a handful of them because it's so amusing. Always good. We'll uh, hit you with those at some point. A little lighter. Uh, come on. Yeah, the, the anger. The bitterness. The politics. The divisions. The, the head smashings. Cut it out. Have a little fun, huh? We're going to have a guy on who knows something about the, the rebuilding effort, what it's like to rebuild uh, after something like Hurricane Well, wh- yeah. Why do yeah, I say disaster contractor? Why would I say something like Hurricane Harvey? There's never been something like that in the United States. It's the worst ever. Also, my dad in the 8 o'clock hour, because he turns 80 this weekend. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. the gun in the toilet is Godfather 1. That's when Michael turns. Godfather 2 oh. is the best, according to this texture, which I'd agree with. Which is surprising that the, uh, the sequel, in this case, is regularly seen as the superior. Both won Best Picture, oh. which is also on uh, uncharted territory. And
3: uh, Godfather Three never happened. Yeah, let's just pretend it didn't
0: happen. Right. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. News now with Marcia
1: Phillips. Well, a week after Hurricane Harvey blew in and shut down everything in Houston, Mayor Sylvester Turner has declared the city of Houston is open for business, and quite frankly, we open for business right now. President Trump weighing in. In is,
0: what sense? Let's get it <laughs> on. Like a, should I hop on a flight and go to Houston to do some shopping this weekend? I doubt it. Well, vacationing, vacationing, sure.
2: President Trump
0: weighing go to, go, go to see a concert or something.
2: <laughs> President Trump weighing in as well. Trump's official tweet reader, Vincent Nicholas. Texas is healing fast thanks to all of the great men and women who have been working so hard, but still so much to do. We'll be back tomorrow. D- he didn't show compassion there. He didn't uh, mention the victims. D- d- not compassionate
1: enough. <laughs> City officials now turning to recovery, cleaning up, and trying to find temporary housing for the thousands of people in shelters. The Texas Department of Public Safety says more than 37,000 homes were heavily damaged, 7,000 were destroyed.
0: See, this is where we're going to start to get the interesting stuff, I think. We were talking about this the other day. Katrina, when they had all these people that didn't have a home, they were all living in tents in a field. Across the street from that field were a bunch of empty trailers. That because of some weird regulation, they weren't allowed to go use. Even and they were tax- trailers that just happened to be there. No, they were bought specifically for the people who didn't have houses. Right. But some sort of weird government hang-up kept them, people from actually being able to use them. And uh, we'll, we're going to hear a lot of those stories. I yeah.
1: hope not.
0: I hope they've learned something. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, the FEMA National Flood Insurance Program is going to be ending on September 30th unless Congress votes to renew it. FEMA is estimating 83% of Harvey victims do not have flood insurance, and that program is already $25 billion in debt. So Congress may be facing a battle to renew the program when they return to Washington on Tuesday. We ought to take a look at that if
0: we get a chance later on in the show. That program is utterly incompetent. It is a disaster itself. Like a lot of programs, when you finally get around to looking at them, right, right. And it's as uh, Marshall mentioned, it's drowning in debt. Mm -hmm. It can't possibly live up to its obligations. And every time there's a giant disaster, people point this out and congressmen rail about it, but they never reform it because it'll have to. It'll involve some difficult choices, right? Um, But I, you know, I'd be willing to bet you ten bucks. That it, it comes and goes. It gets refunded, whatever, but it does not get reformed. And then when uh, Hurricane Jeff comes down the line and drowns the poor people of Miami Beach or whatever, then we'll hear about it again.
1: The nation's clowns are in an uproar because come September the 8th. The, th- did, w-
0: excuse me. Yes. Was the first part of that sentence the nation's clowns?
1: Yes, indeed. Okay. The nation's clowns. Th- that hang out by the edge of the woods? They're in an uproar. Because come September the 8th, the new version of Stephen King's It will hit the theater.
0: Oh, clown Americans are upset and or this is a publicity (laughs) stunt. So the whole uh, clown scare of 2016, that that went completely away? (laughs) Have you heard about it lately? They got all you school districts (laughs) writing letters home. We have heard the reports of killer clowns (laughs) at the edge of the woods and are responding and taking it very seriously. Well,
1: the clown that's going to (laughs) be scaring kids and adults on the big screen this fall is Dayton Pennywise. And because of this clown in a fictional movie, the World Clown Association is officially upset and blames the movie for the clown industry taking yet another hit. I am very proud that I have a clown family this is my full-time job and already I've had um, people cancel jobs I'm doing a
2: community day on Sunday and I'm not allowed to come as a clown when the movie it came out business was terrible parents allowed their children to
0: watch a horrific movie and it really did affect them who's taking their
3: kid to it
1: Parents? The time for the clowns and the acrobats and
0: the dancing bears has passed. Ted Cruz joining with that uh, nice lady.
1: Now Stephen King has had to defend himself because all these clowns are mad at him. He tweeted, the clowns are pissed at me. Sorry, most are great, but kids have always been scared of clowns. Don't kill the messengers for the message. Now get on your unicycle and get out. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and Getty show. The voice of the West. <laughs> I guess it was inevitable, Michael.
3: You saw it coming. Yes.
0: This is an old song called Tears of a Clown, for those of you who are younger. Uh, I know a clown. We should actually interview her. No, we shouldn't. She's actually pretty interesting. Mm. She makes her living being a clown. I talk to her every time she's making balloon animals for my kids. She's at every event I go to, no matter where it is. She travels around making her. She went to clown school. I wonder if she'll uh, be hurt by this uh, movie. I hope not. She stands there in her giant, giant shoes yeah. in the hot sun making balloon animals for kids, and I think wow. makes quite a bit of money. Wow. wow. Nice. And works as much or as little as she wants. Does she lure ma- loom out of
3: sewers ever and abduct children? To I don't doom? think so. Does hmm. she inflate them the, the the animal balloons by herself, or does she have one of those pumps that, that do it? Yeah, that do it? I think she's got
0: a pump behind her, and the tube goes up her leg, so you don't even really see it, and she just kind of holds got the balloon two, down two. there. Is, have
3: you actually ever had to try to inflate one of those long skinny balloons
0: it'll uh, it'll put you on your knees Damn near uh, yeah, plus you get spit all over it which is uncool
3: <laughs> you know i remember that oklahoma judge
0: who had a uh, pump behind him and a tube running like, that's, right that's right? a oh, good story that was, uh, oh, he was uh, and uh, he, sick sick he, he had to leave the bench no reason to bring that up again really <laughs> we have so much good stuff today it's uh, it's friday we're heading into the labor day weekend we're grilling hot dogs and hamburgers in here Indoors in I the don't s- think you're supposed We should have <laughs> a the window or something. These windows don't open, so it's I a little. Can't. I've got a really bad headache. It's a little smokier than it ought to be, but what are you going to do?
2: Reminds me of college, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I ain't like these hosts,
0: go what? That's, that's a little from the catch me outside i girl. can't understand the words catch me outside how about that she is now a rapper i'm the wrong person to assess rap or hip-hop music i'm just i have no talent for that good sean no that's trash okay got oh, man, that's horrible it sure it sure sounds no, to me like anyone could do that well but. right it's so obviously completely manufactured but you know i wish them well i'm a free market guy if you can get people to pay money for that. Go ahead. I only wish I had. Uh, my friend Mike uh, said, I'm here to announce I'm now a rapping lawyer. But now that I think about it, Hamilton did it so much better. I'm here to announce my retirement as a rapping lawyer. To so the theme of all you need to do to be a rapper is call yourself a rapper. Yeah. Or in the modern world, a writer or <sighs> anything else. Sure. I have a blog. Oh, well, that was always. self
3: published a, uh, a book. Oh, good for you. That was one of Jerry Seinfeld's kind of commentary on being a comedian. It's your first night at an open mic up on the stage, and our next comedian is and it's like ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> I'm a comedian now. Yeah, hey, you do Okay. <laughs> um a couple of texts for you. I like Stephen King,
0: but it was a stupid movie the first time around. I can't believe they remade it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I have, and it's not great. Okay. Um on Vince getting the cheaper phone, and I mentioned the other day buddy of mine, his son, who's like 20-ish, no smartphone, <clears throat> said him and his friends don't have smartphones Wow. Anymore. They're going dumb phone Wow, for some reason. Uh, this person said, all three of my teenagers no longer crave the newest phone. They now buy their phones online like Vince. No payments, no hassle. So I wonder if, you know, we, we've clearly maybe gone over the hump of coolest latest phone and maybe go in the other direction some, which mm-hmm. can only be good, <laughs> it would seem to me. Uh, Coke adds life was translated in Chinese as Coke will bring your ancestors back from the dead. That is correct. That would make you drink more Coke. <laughs> That'd make me drink. Great grandpa. Hey, good to see you. Um, A little freaked out. I. Uh, well, how you been? Dead. Yeah, right. And on the whole, uh, who had flood insurance, who didn't? You hear however many thousands of people didn't have flood insurance, and I don't know what you think. Maybe you think, well, that was just poor planning on their part. We got this text. It's probably unaf- unaffordable, like earthquake insurance. I live in earthquake country, and it will cost me $300 a month and an $85,000 deductible. Or I can pay 450 a month for a $60,000 deductible. Mm. Yeah, $300 wow. a month your whole life, or for however many years you <clears> live <throat> in that house, but it could be decades, for something that's pretty unlikely to happen. Yeah is that, you know, that's a tough call. The flood insurance is, is different. It's, I've actually looked into it. I had to, and it was, it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, the problem is, uh, if you do get flooded, it takes years to get your money. If you do get your money, it's completely hapless. It's subsidized heavily by the taxpayers, and it enables people to move right back into flood zones and get subsidized by the taxpayers again Am I when just- they get flooded again. Am I just an extra negative, or don't you assume if something like if you really needed to, if you ever had to use something like that, it would never be even close to what they had promised? Well, that, that is the case in the in the case of this stuff. Yeah, it's brutal. There are people from Hurricane Sandy four years ago. Who, was it four years ago? Yeah, roughly. Um, who are still waiting for their money? I mean, I'd make the call and fill out the paperwork, but my first thought wouldn't be what I'm going to do with the money when I get it because I'd just assume that. If I ever get it, it isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be. And I may never get it. Yeah. But you pay for it anyway. Um, Did I have something else? Oh, yeah. And I mentioned earlier, you are much more likely, if you have a heart attack whilst having sex, mm. you're much more likely to die. I hope I don't. Than, than if you're having a heart attack doing something else. I don't know if I buy this stuff, but hey, what the heck, it's Friday. <laughs> Let's loosen the filter a little bit. Mid-romp heart attacks are four times more likely than those suffered during less intimate physical activity. The reason lies in... The, 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 all this sounds stupid to me, okay? I'm not saying this like I think it sounds like it makes sense. All right. Uh, the reason lies in the couple's fear of embarrassment at one or both of them being seen naked, which research shows leads to delays in them calling for help. I can believe that. You think that if you were having a heart attack, your wife wouldn't call 911 because she's afraid you're naked? <laughs> Well, you're (laughs) clutching your chest and screaming. Uh, Here's your problem. There's your misconception. Most people don't know they're having a heart attack. You're not sure. Mm -hmm. You just know something feels weird. And you think you'd be less likely to call yours naked? Why don't you put some some underwear on and call? I don't know where it is. And I'm having a heart attack, maybe. Um... Well, yeah, see, the whole afraid of seeing them naked, I just... uh... Uh, Well, listen, I don't buy these stats. Only one in eight patients survived a heart attack during lovemaking compared to half of those whose ticker failed during exercise or sport. Um, Half of people who have a heart attack while exercising die. I I don't think. I don't think I'm not up on these uh, stats. I have no idea. Well, I know a babe in the woods here. I know quite a few people who have had heart attacks and survived them. Mm -hmm. I only know a couple of people who have died from a heart attack. But when did they have them? I don't know. Exercising. You don't know, do you? No, I don't. I just, neither do I. <laughs> I'm just thinking that half, half the time when somebody has a heart attack while exercising, they don't die. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Well, no. Seems a little high. During sex, it's only one, seven out of eight die, <laughs> according to this, which I also don't believe. How often does that happen? So we've just brought you and discussed completely meaningless statistics, quite possibly made up by a website. Or perfectly accurate. I doubt it. I doubt it. What percentage of statistics you hear on radio or TV do you think are accurate? 35%, precisely. (laughs) Coming up, your likelihood of survival. If you have an aneurysm playing badminton, stay with us. (laughs) Oh, actually, we have a disaster uh, 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 contractor coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.